Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. It's good to be with you. Now, please um, uh, make sure you're comfortable <laughs> because if you're not comfortable, you might be that way for a little while and I don't want to <coughs> hurt you in your body. <laughs> so if you're sitting on the side and you're looking at me like this, maybe change your chair so that you don't hurt your neck or your shoulders. We can give massage later, but make sure you're comfortable now. Um, and the other thing you can do, make sure you have the Bible in front of you. Actually, if you could get, uh, I think on each table we have a Bible book. If you could also open these, maybe one between two people, on page 1045 and another page in the blue ones you can, with a friend, because we'll need to look at a bit more of the Bible than the seven or eight sentences you have. Today. Blue Bible 761. 761. Oh, I can't do that. It's too much. 761. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, Levin and Matthew have said welcome in English and in Chinese. I will say welcome in one language. It's all I have, but welcome, especially if you're first time to focus. And welcome if you are new to Wollongong. That's wonderful that you are here. I hope we get to know each other better, but also get to know God better. The God who made each one of you in this room and in this university and in this world. The God who made all things and each one of you. The God of the Bible. Now, Matthew's already shown us at the end of this talk, I will invite you to talk to the God who made you by praying to him. And the prayer you have on your paper is a prayer to trust and follow Jesus. Now, maybe you are ready tonight, but maybe you are not ready, and that's okay. We are not pressuring you. We won't rush you. It's a big decision, but we have that opportunity. Now, lots of people come to Wollongong and they love focus and we meet friends and we feel like family. I hope you feel like family with us at focus in Australia. Aussie family and not a homestay family. Aussie uni family. But just being a part of this group <coughs> does not make you part of God's family. And so that's why we have this prayer. If you're ready today. Now... Because we need God's help, I will ask him again and pray to him now. So 
you can bow your head or close your eyes and I'll lead us to pray together. Let's pray. Our God and Father, thank you so much for bringing us here tonight from all countries or from Sydney or even Wollongong to eat food and meet each other but also to know you in the Bible. Help us know you and respond to your son Jesus in a way that pleases you. And please help me speak true from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. What do you look forward to? I don't know how many people are in this room, 80 or so. We could have 80 different answers. Let's start one by one. No, we won't start one by one. But what are you looking forward to? Maybe if you're new to Wollongong, you look forward to Wollongong air. It's clean air to breathe and clean food to eat. And maybe you want to meet Aussie people. And at Focus and our Friends Uni Bible Group, you can meet Aussie. I'm an Aussie. Come and meet me. I think two weeks ago I met some people who arrived in Australia the day before. And we had photos because I'm Aussie. I'm a bear. No, I'm not a bear. <laughs> Lots of good friends. Even surfing or like Levin said, practice your English. Very good. Maybe you're not so new to Wollongong, like Levin now. And maybe you want to move to a nice, ooh, nice new house or finish at UOW College and start your degree. Maybe you miss home, but you don't want to feel homesick now. This feels like home. And you'll feel that. Maybe you want a boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay, are you old? No, old, old to Wollongong. And you look forward, like Levin, no. You look forward to your graduation ceremony and maybe a job or Australian permanent residency, PR. Maybe you will go just short, a short visit to family and eat food from your mother, yes. And then come back to Australia, maybe even find marriage. Or are you very old to Wollongong? I think I am very old to Wollongong. And maybe you look forward to more comfort and more happiness, more money, more security, more honour. Whether you are new or very old, maybe you feel hurt or sick or in trouble and you do not want to feel that way or be in trouble anymore. Are these bad things to want? No, of course not. They're not bad things. They are good things to look forward to, given to us by the good God who made everything. The good God who gives them is the loving ruler of the world. Loving. He made the world, and he made us rulers of the world under him. Under him. And he gives us work and study and food and friendships with each other. But there is a big problem, friends. There is a problem. Whether you are new or very old to Wollongong, the problem is when my plans become number one and not the true God as number one. The problem is when your own plans become number one and not God or his son Jesus as number one in your life. 
But why is Jesus so important? Doesn't he want us to have good things? Yes, he does. Actually, he wants the very best for you. But the very best are not the things of this life, even though they're good things. Not those. That's not the very best. They're tiny. The very best is life in his kingdom, where Jesus is the king. And that's what Christians look forward to. At Focus, we can help you in lots of ways in life, with food and friends and accommodation and lots of help. And we will. We'll also have fun with karaoke TV tomorrow night. Come and join us. But the best that we can give you is the best that Jesus offers for you. And I hope none of you miss the very best he offers. Now, if you take notes, please write notes on your page. Tonight we have an outline of the talk. And I shall really explain just one sentence. One sentence in three points. And the sentence is on the screen or on your page. Trust in Jesus until he returns to take Christians home to heaven. Trust in Jesus until he returns to take Christians home to heaven. So point one is the first part. Trust in Jesus. Okay. Firstly, let's introduce the Bible. What is the Bible? The Bible is a library. I always say you need two libraries in Wollongong. UOW Library and this is a library. UOW Library, I don't know, thousands of books. The Bible has 66 books in it. <coughs> One book, but 66 books. And John, that we've heard read for us, wrote five of these books. Who is John? He's a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus. And he followed Jesus from the start of Jesus' public life. So he saw all that Jesus did and taught. And so Jesus has chosen him to teach about himself. He's been sent by Jesus to teach. We can trust John because Jesus sent, sent him. And when is all of this? It's about 2,000 years ago, which our calendar or our diaries or phones use as the date now, going to Jesus' life. Now, so far, we're in chapter 14. In John's book so far, Jesus has done wonderful things, wonderful things. He's helped people's sickness. He's given food to thousands of people. This would not feed thousands. It's fed us twice or three times, but thousands of people. And he's raised dead people to life. Wow. But he's also taught people, teaching about what these signs mean. And now, in chapter 14, we see Jesus' private teaching. He's not teaching in public. It's private to John and ten other followers here. And the first thing we see in sentence number one is they are troubled. Look at sentence <coughs> verse number one with me. Please follow. Do not let your hearts be troubled, says Jesus. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Why are they troubled? 
they are troubled because of what Jesus says they can look forward to. Hmm. Interesting. So we must read more of the Bible to understand this part of the Bible. So you have your Bible open and I want us to read chapter 13. So look at, there's a big number 13 and then small number 33 to 38. So everyone find that, talk to your neighbour, find that passage and I'm going to read from number 33 with my children. This is Jesus speaking. <coughs> My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I've loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? I tell you the truth, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Okay, on the screen is a summary. We see, firstly... His disciples are troubled because Jesus is leaving them. And they cannot come. And they don't know where he's going. And he even says Peter will deny him three times. They're very confused, very troubled. But secondly, Jesus himself is also troubled. And you might think, no, John, no way. Jesus was never troubled. He healed sick people and he fed thousands of people and he raised the dead. Jesus doesn't get troubled. Well, look on the screen, going back earlier to chapter 12, verse 27 and 13, verse 21, we see Jesus is troubled. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father... God, his Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And then in chapter 13, verse 21, after saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, truly, truly, I say to you, his followers, one of you will betray me. One of you will betray me. Wow. They're troubled because Jesus is leaving and they can't come and they don't know where he's going. And Jesus is troubled because this hour is coming. This hour and one of his own friends will betray him. We'll come back to this hour soon. But there's so much trouble here. And look again. Sentence number one in chapter 14. What did Jesus say again? Do not let your hearts be troubled. What? Trust in God. Trust also in me. How can Jesus say this? How can he say this? It's like he's facing so much trouble and he's helping them. Well, we saw, didn't we? God is the loving ruler of the world. 
He made the world and he made us rulers under him. He is not evil. He's loving and good. The one true living God. And he has sent his son Jesus into the world. And Jesus always lived under God's loving rule. <coughs> All the healings and feeding and raising the dead is Jesus doing what he sees his father doing. So they can trust Jesus and trust God in this trouble. Friends, you can trust Jesus and trust God. But how? Point number two. First one, trust in Jesus. Now, number two, until he returns. All through John's Gospel, we hear Jesus speaks truth. He does not speak lies. We heard that last week. He speaks what is true. And Jesus says it again in sentence two. Look at sentence two with me. In my Father's house are many rooms... If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. Sounds like a good house. What house are you living in, in Wollongong? This is my house. Well, it's the outside of my house. Number 42. You can come visit my house. We have three bedrooms. Not many rooms. But it's enough for our family. But some of you, this guy, and some of you have slept in my house. We have a few other rooms and there's enough, if there's a good football match or something, to sleep at my house if you, if you need to. Come to my house. But it's not that, that type of house. Now this house, I don't know if you can see the picture. This is... A two-bedroom apartment for international students. How many in there? Ten, of course. It's not legal. But people will try and trick international students. This is a lounge room with some walls put up. That's not a bedroom. In this house, there are not many rooms. There are two rooms, but there's ten people. That's, that's, not, that's not right. And even this, this is not a bedroom. I don't know what it is, but it's not a bedroom. Okay. That's not what Jesus means. Jesus <laughs> describes God, his Father's house. It's not like my house. It's not like illegal houses. In his Father's house are many rooms. He means heaven. Heaven is the home of God, his Father. And it's where Jesus has come from even before the world was made. And now Jesus goes to prepare a place for them. What does that mean? Is it a bit dirty and Jesus needs to clean the bathroom and clean the bedroom and change the <laughs> sheets? I was thinking of what I did when I was a student. I'll tell you afterwards. I never changed the sheets. I lived for a whole year. It's disgusting. Why would you do that? Anyway. <laughs> Jesus is not doing these preparations. They're good things to do. You can tell my young, the younger John. They're good things to do. Jesus' preparations are the work he's come to earth to do. You see, God sent his son Jesus into the world to do a very special job only Jesus could do. 
He sent Jesus to die for us on a cross. We've already learned God is the loving ruler of the world. But since we saw the problem, since the very first people all the way to us, everybody says no to God as the ruler and try to live our own way. Everyone, everywhere, rejects God by doing things their way. Like we said, my plans, my plans are number one, not God's. We say no to God as the ruler. And the Bible calls this sin. And God takes it very, very seriously. He cares for us like a father or a mother, a parent, cares for their child. If a child says, no, 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 I know what this feels like. If a child says no, they need to, the, child, the parent cannot allow this to happen again and again. But much more with God. He cares for us. He will not let us say no forever. He won't let us say no to his goodness forever. His punishment for rebellion and saying no is death and judgment. All of us will die. And by ourselves, we can look forward to the very worst thing, which is a second death. The Bible calls it hell. It is a punishment forever for saying no to God. And that is not something to look forward to. But it is very real. Friends, Jesus speaks only truth. And he teaches and warns us about hell. But sentence two again, he goes to prepare a place for them. The preparations is the work God sent Jesus to do. The special job only he can do. Dying. Dying on a cross. He always lived under God's rule. But by dying in our place, he took our punishment and brings forgiveness. Jesus always lived under God's rule, but it was his Father's plan for him to die to save us. To save us. The most famous verse in the Bible is John from our book, chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish in hell, but have eternal life. Another part of John says, it's like a shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. Has anyone seen real sheep? Oh, that's quite a lot. Wow, where did you see them? I went to some farms recently and I saw some. And if you don't see any sheep in Australia, go to New Zealand. Plenty of sheep in New Zealand. <laughs> but what can sheep do by themselves? Bah. They do not do very much. They need help. 
They need this person, a shepherd. Look at those great sheep following the shepherd. Jesus says he's a good shepherd. He's been sent by the good God to give his own life for the sheep. Wow. Wow. Friends, the disciples are troubled. They don't know where Jesus is going, but he says, don't be troubled. Trust me. But you know, we do know where Jesus was going. And the preparations have all been made because Jesus has died to take our punishment for us. And he's risen again. He's risen as the king forever. He will never die. And he rules the world under God. The preparations are finished. There is only one thing remains for him to come again. Look at verse 3. Sentence 3. And if I go, he says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am in heaven. Will you trust him? The final part of our sentence, trust in Jesus until he returns to take Christians home to heaven. The disciples are still confused, but Jesus helps them. And maybe you still feel confused. What is, what is all of this? Jesus helps us some more. And we see that in our last sentences today. Look at four to seven with me. Four to seven. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas <coughs> said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Jesus is very clear, isn't he? But we might still be confused, and that's okay. Now, many people think there are many different ways to get to heaven or to this God whoever he might be, like different paths to the top of one mountain. Have you heard of this? Some people in the world are Muslim, believe Islam, and believe in Allah and Muhammad's writings in the Quran. Some people in the world are Hindu and believe in Brahman and the Vedas. Some people in the world are Buddhist and follow Buddha to reach nirvana and free, be, freedom, uh, be free from suffering. Some people in the world are Christian and believe Jesus, who saves us by his work alone. Have you heard this before, different ways to the one? I think I used to believe this because it sounds good, doesn't it? Everyone will be okay with all of our different beliefs and religions. But look at sentence six. Jesus does not allow us to believe this. Jesus, remember, he speaks truth from God, his Father who sent him. And in verse six, sentence six, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. 
No one comes to God the Father except through me. It's very clear, friends. Will you trust in Jesus? Let's go from this mountain to underground, underneath into the Thai cave. Did anyone not hear about this story? Okay, we've all heard about the, the, the boys who were stuck in the cave in Thailand and they were rescued just a few weeks ago. It was amazing. On June 23, the boys, where are the boys? Here they are in the cave. They got out. If you did not know, they got out and they're all well. Hooray! The boys were saved from the cave. But they entered this cave and within the cave, the waters came up. The waters got very, very dangerous. After heavy rain, it trapped them, it trapped their football coach. It was very, very, very difficult to get them. So all these um, cave experts from all around the world, including America and Australia and part of Thailand, they came to try and rescue, how are we going to rescue the boys? Lots of different ways. Do we go in from the top of the mountain and somehow go all the way down to get to the boys? No, no, we can't do it. Impossible. Okay, uh, do we teach the boys how to scuba dive? They can't swim. <laughs> how are we going to teach them to scuba dive? It's very dangerous. Even, sadly, one man, a 37-year-old Thai, Thai man, died, and he was a former Navy SEAL. He died after delivering some supplies for air. The experts knew there is only one way to save these boys. We need to sedate them and rescue them through water. And we got one boy out. Hooray! But it's still very dangerous. And thank God they got all the boys. All of them saved. Amazing, wasn't it? But there was only one way. If someone else came to the cave and say, no, 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 it's okay if you believe. There's another way we can get them. No, there's not another way. There was only one way. And friends, Jesus is the only way to God the Father. He is the only one way to be saved from hell. He came from God the Father. And the only way is believing in his preparations that are finished. He died to save us. And he risen alive as the king forever. To save us, not from a cave, but from hell forever. Will you trust in Jesus? Will you believe in him? Because he will return. He will return. All of his work is finished, as he said. He's died. He's risen again. And now we wait for him to return. It could be tonight. It could be before this semester is finished. It could be before you graduate. But when he does, it will be too late to be saved.
What do you look forward to? There could be many things. But many times you will be disappointed, even in Australia, when life does not happen how you would like. I do not meet nice Australian friends. I really miss my family and my food. I don't get a job. I don't graduate. No PR. Even if you're a Christian, it might happen. And Australia is very nice, but friends, Australia is not heaven. Australia is not heaven. Jesus will return to take Christians home to heaven. Jesus will never disappoint. He'll never disappoint. He offers you the very best life in his kingdom forever because he died and is risen again and we trust him until he returns to take Christians home to heaven. If you would like to respond to God and to Jesus, you can do that now by praying the prayer you have on your paper. Please take the prayer and have it in front of you. What we will do, I will read the prayer one line by one line, very slowly. And if you would like it to be your prayer, you can repeat each line in your heart quietly to God and he will hear you. So let's all bow our heads. And I'll lead us in prayer, one line by one line. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I admit with shame that I have lived my own way. I have tried to rule my life and said no to you as king. <coughs> Forgive me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. Thank you that he took the punishment I deserve and is the only way to you. Help me believe in Jesus from now on as my saviour and until he returns or takes me home to heaven. Amen. Now friends, if you did pray this prayer for the first time, today is a wonderful day and we want to celebrate. It is the right thing to celebrate together. So please let us know tonight. Let friends on your table know. Uh, let us know on your response card, which Matt will tell us. And we want to help you with us all trust in Jesus until he returns to take Christians home to heaven.